Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grant Napier on Listen Up. We've got uh, the NBA. We've got uh, the World Series. We've got my picks, your phone calls. Hope you're having a very good day. Kingston, have a very good evening. I mean, Tyler Hero walked on his game winner. Miami beat Sacramento 110 to 107. Uh, the last two minute report confirmed that, although we didn't need the NBA to confirm that. Everyone knew it. Mike Brown, in real time, watching it, called it. He was right next to the official. I don't know how Mike Brown was able to call it, but the official couldn't. That's three officials that missed Tyler Hero take four steps. Think about that for a minute. How about that? So the Kings lose. Next up, Orlando. You know, they may not have won the game anyway, but that cost them a chance to win the game. I did a rant on this for today. Can't have that at the end of the game. And again, I understand calls are not going to be perfect. I understand perfection does not exist in sports. But at the end of the game, you can't make a blunder like that. You just can't. You know, you can't have three officials making four steps. Can't do it. Bad job. Very bad job. Really bad job. I mean, there's no other way to say it. That is a really bad job by the refs. Plain and simple. Awful. Awful job. All right, World Series tonight. Will Verlander finally get a World Series win? And, you know, you got to figure the winner of this game is probably going to win the World Series. So, It's obviously a big one starting here in a little bit uh, in Philadelphia. All right, I'm going to give you my picks for the weekend. We've got the uh, NFL schedule that we'll go over. That begins tonight with Philadelphia. The Eagles are in Houston taking on the Texans. And you would figure that Philadelphia is going to remain undefeated, although I believe that this game will not be a blowout because it is a uh, Thursday night schedule. I'm not going to take the Thursday game because many of you don't do your picks until Friday, and I want you to have the same available games that I have. If I did pick the game tonight, I would take the 14 points and take Houston. All right, you got the Rams and the Falcons in Atlanta. Miami is at Chicago. 
Carolina travels to Cincinnati. Detroit hosts Green Bay. Indy's at New England. Jets and Bills from MetLife. Washington home for Minnesota. Raiders are at Jacksonville. Seattle is at Arizona. Buccaneers host the Rams. Sunday night, the Titans are at Kansas City. And New Orleans, uh, Monday night, host Baltimore. So there are your picks. All right? There are your picks. All right, here we go. You ready? I'll pick out four games for you. Seattle is at Arizona. Seattle is getting two points. The Cardinals have been all over the map. I'm going to pick them to beat Seattle and give Seattle two points. I think Seattle's a better team than Arizona, but this is kind of a schedule game to me. I'm going to pick the Cardinals at home to win this game. All right. Here's another interesting matchup. The Rams and the Bucks. Both teams have really been disappointing. Both teams nowhere near the projections at the beginning of the year. The Rams are plus three. Plus three. I guess the question is, the Bucks who have lost three straight, Bucks have had a couple of extra days of rest. I've been going back and forth on this game. Both teams desperately need a win. The question is, which team do I think is more talented? And right now, to me, it's a toss-up game, and that's why the Rams on the road are getting the three points. How about Todd Bowles? How bad does it look for him taking over for Bruce Arians? And Todd Bowles last year in the playoffs between these two teams made an absolutely dreadful Dreadful call on an all-out blitz. Terrible call. And the Rams hit Cooper Cup. The rest is history. Instead of the Buccaneers perhaps going back to the Super Bowl, the Rams went on their run, and they won the Super Bowl. I'm going to flip a coin here, and I'm going to flip, and it's going to come up Rams getting three. All right? I'm going to take the Rams getting the points. I'll take the field goal. And I'll take the Rams. All right. Minnesota, minus three at Washington. Now, you might ask yourself, why is it that the Vikings, who only have one loss against a Washington team that needed basically a miracle finish to beat Washington, why is this line only a field goal? Are the Vikings going to go 16-1? and I'm going to say no. I'm going to take the upset here. I'm going to take the points and Washington at home. All right? How about this line? Very interesting. The Tennessee Titans are getting 12 and a half points. I'm staying away from that game. That's a lot of points at Kansas City. Green Bay, minus three and a half at the one-win Lions. Anyone out there think that 
the Packers are going to lose again? Are the Packers really that bad where they're going to go into Detroit and lose? That's an interesting line. Very interesting. The Colts are getting five at New England. That's an interesting line. But I got to give you a pick. I'm going to take the Packers to find a way to do it minus three and a half in Motown. So there are my picks. Cardinals, Rams, Washington, and the Packers. All right, I want to hear from you. It is your turn. Hit your hand icon. We'll put you up on stage, and we can have some fun here on this Thursday. Again, bad job by the officials last night in Miami. Terrible job. Can't miss a call like that. Not when a guy takes four steps. Cannot miss a call like that. It's a bad job all the way around. All right, let's get to uh, Connor. Connor, welcome to the show. Good to have you lead off. What's up, Connor? What's up, Grant? How you doing? I'm good, man. What's shaking? This Tyler Hero call is leaving a bad taste in my mouth. I mean, how how do you let that happen? I mean, I saw the referee was staring right at Tyler Hero's feet. And in my opinion, it's probably unpopular. I think that's a call that the NBA doesn't want officials to make. I mean a big shot from one of their star players against the Kings. I mean, I think I that's mean, not true. Right at I, I can I can tell you right now that's not true. I, I know that that might be the way uh, that you think, but the officials, when they miss a call like that, affects their rankings as far as playoffs go when the regular season ends. And so trust me on that. The officials, the league does not want them to miss a call like that. They don't. And it's not good for the three officials on the floor. All right. The NBA said that he ended his dribble with a pump fake at the top and he established his left foot at his pivot foot, quote, which he then lifts and replaces to the floor before taking a jump shot. And again, Mike Brown knew it immediately. And after the game, he said, Tyler Hero is a great player, but he traveled. He traveled on the last play. I would not be doing my job if I didn't come up here and protect my guys. All right. Then he goes on and says, they said it wasn't a travel. If that's not a travel, I don't know what the definition of a travel is. Again, I don't know. Maybe they're caught up in the excitement of the crowd. Maybe it's the Miami Heat and we're the Sacramento Kings. And that's Tyler Hero. And it's the last second shot. Pretty much what you just said. That's that's a pissed off Mike Brown. But trust me, well, I shouldn't say trust me. My experience of being in many, many meetings in the NBA with officials uh, and Monty McCutcheon, who oversees the NBA officials program, with a great deal of certainty, I can tell you that's not true. Yeah, I'm really surprised that Mike Brown didn't get fined by the league for those comments. He might. He might still. Um, you know, I don't think Mike Brown's comments, the first part had a problem. I think the second part of it may get him fine. But we'll see. If it's going to happen, I think it will happen in the next 24 hours. 
Yeah, I like that he's sticking up for his players. I mean, that's a good sign because I think it's more than just the call last night. I think it has a little bit of something to do with, like, Sabonis fouling out three times already this year, and he's just trying to, like, make a statement to the league. He might be. He might be. You know, he made his he made his point. Um, we'll see if he gets fined. I don't think he's worried about getting fined. Now, you know, Kings lose instead of four, instead of three and four, you know, they're two and five. It's a big difference. And next up, they have Orlando. And then two days later, they're at Golden State. Boy, the Warriors are really struggling. You got to figure the Warriors are going to start getting serious here. So this Orlando game has got to be a must win. I don't like to call must win games before Thanksgiving for Sacramento, just for momentum, for feeling good. I mean, this is a huge game for the Kings coming up against a one-win Orlando team. Yeah, I agree. I had a couple questions about, like, officiating in today's NBA. Yep. Like, what is the point of the two-minute report? Like, I don't understand it. If you're just going to come out and you made a mistake, it doesn't have any bearing on the game. It's the league's – it's Adam Silver and his – I guess, quest to be more transparent of a league. I think it's a bad look for the league. I know the refs hate the last two-minute report. I think the players and the coaches, they don't really – they they have the same attitude as you do. Why have it? doesn't fix anything. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, wh- wh- what are you trying to accomplish? Uh, you know, I'm with you. I, I, I don't understand that either. By the way, other NBA news, and I'm sure you saw this, but James Harden of Philadelphia, he is going to miss a month of action with a right foot tendon strain. So he's out for a month. And this happened last night in the loss to the Wizards, 121 to 111. Yeah, that's a big loss. They're going to need Joel Embiid to carry them for the next couple weeks or so. But I had one no more question. question about the refs. Yep. Um, so like a play at the end of the game like that, is can you can refs not like choose to review a play that isn't challenged by their team anymore? Like, are the refs allowed to like come together and you review can... it under their own power? No, no, that uh, they are not allowed to review that play. That's not a reviewable play because there was no call made. That's a shame. I mean, that's something I think needs to change. Like, at the end of the game, yeah. it's such a big play like that, and that's just yep. stupid. Absolutely. Yep. I do not disagree with you, but uh, they can't. So it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. That's for sure. I mean, maybe the Kings still lose the game, but we'll never know. You know, they got screwed. They got absolutely screwed at the end of the game. Yeah, one more thing I saw was Keegan Murray's dad on Twitter came out after the game, kind of just said Keegan had a bad game and stuff and whatever. Yep. I mean, I really like to see that compared to what Marvin Bagley's dad has said oh, in the past. I mean, that's just embarrassing. a high relief. Yep, his father handled it great. Said, hey, my son wasn't playing well. I wasn't shooting well, blah, 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 blah. You know, um, yeah, I like that too. I personally don't like family members to be on social media as it relates to their son, uh, whatever the case may be. I'm not a fan of that, but at least his father handled it with class and professionalism, unlike Marvin Bagley's dad. Yeah, the last thing I got for you is my picks here. Okay, go ahead, bud. I'm going to take the Jets. They're getting a lot of points against the Bills. Yes, they are. Um, I'll take the Dolphins, the Jaguars, and the Titans. I mean, for a team that's that good, that's a lot of points to take. 
that is a lot of points. You know, they got quarterback issues, they've got injury issues, but that is a lot of points for a team that is relatively good defensively and is five and two, you know, like Tennessee getting those type of uh, points. I want, when I saw that line, I thought it was a mistake at first. You know, I really did. You know, Ryan Tannehill is questionable. Um, but that's that's a lot of points in a game like that. I totally agree with you. I almost went with Tennessee too, but then I'm like, man, why why is the line so high? You know, and again, that's that's why. But all right, but we got you down. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. All right, you take care. Bye bye. All right, let's move along and get to uh, Jeff right here on Listen App. Jeff, go ahead. Welcome to the show. Hey Grant, how are you today? Good. How about yourself? Oh, hanging in there. Hanging in there. We had snow last night in the ranch. Oh, that How about my, that? Froze my ass off. Well, <laughs> you made it through the night. Good for you. <laughs> Anyways, I got my picks first, then I want to talk about the Kings, if that's okay with you. Yep, go right ahead. I'm going to do Minnesota, do the opposite of you. Minnesota over Washington. I'm going to do the Green Bay and take the points against Detroit. I'm going to take the Patriots and the points against the Colts. And I'm going to take Tennessee and those huge points against the Chiefs because they run the ball a lot. If they can keep the yep. ball away from Mahomes. And didn't Tennessee take Kansas City down to the last? Didn't they have that huge lead, but they blew it a couple yep. playoffs ago? Or they almost had them? Yeah, but, yeah, but you know, every year is different. Every year is a different animal. But I understand the point you're trying to make. Well, yeah, I think they're going to be pissed off and, you know, and try and get some redemption after that. But, you know, every game's different. Okay, so I want to talk about the Kings a little bit. And I have a question. You were just talking about the referees, and they wouldn't call that on purpose. But I kind of disagree with you, Grant. You want to know why? Why? Well, what? explain to me, and you, you, you got, you've, you've got experience, so... Explain to me why sometimes ref call, they call ticky-tack fouls and uh, to get control of the game or, you know, maybe at the beginning of the game. But then uh, some other games or even in the playoffs, they just let things go and the guys can play rough. Explain to me that, why that happens. I, I can't explain why that happens. I, don't, I can't explain why that happens, but that, that has nothing to do with what happened at the end of the game last night that I, I understand the point you're trying to make, but that, that has no relevancy to what happened at the end of the game last night. They no, missed the call plain and simple. No, I know that part, but I was just saying, you said the ref wouldn't miss. He wouldn't look the other way on purpose, but I think there are games where they just let him play on, but then there's other games. Yeah, but that, but, but, but as long as the game is called consistently coaches and players don't even care about that. You know, okay. play, the, the officials meet every day mm-hmm. before games. They spend a great deal of time together talking about the game, talking about the matchups, talking about, you know, uh, certain things. Uh, they all meet. They right. go over video repeatedly. Uh, you know, I can tell you this from firsthand experience of being with the referees every year in New York for several hours going over all of these things. You know, they would make us go and have a half a day that we would spend with the referees and we'd go over video and we would be able to talk to 
the officials and we'd be able to talk to Monty McCutcheon and we'd be able to ask questions and they would explain to us a little bit about how they go about their job. Again, when officials, the three officials that were on the floor last night that all missed that call, or I shouldn't say all, they didn't all miss the call. That's actually not accurate. The Not all three officials have the same assignment based on where they are on the floor, whether they are the lead official or the trail official. I mean, they have different responsibilities. So I shouldn't say all three officials missed the call, but the official that was in front of Mike Brown missed the call. He clearly missed the call. And the trail official clearly missed the call. So two of the three officials clearly missed the call. The third official probably is not going to get um, yeah. uh, uh, reprimanded because his job was not to look at whether or not Tyler Hero traveled or not. He's got different responsibilities based on where he is on the floor. Yeah, he was under the basket. But that other guy right. was on the left side of the back. And then I thought of Jerry Reynolds doing the hippity hop because that's basically what he did. He did a hippity hop to the right and then he shot it, you know, the prayer, you know, we can't cry, cry over. It was a, you know, it was a killer shot, but uh, that's just the way it goes. But uh, one good news. No, you're out, right. One good news out of the game was Zabonis for the for first time this year, stayed out of foul trouble and kept on, was on the floor. Most of the game. There you go. That was a positive. No question almost, about it. That was a positive. And he almost had a triple double. And he uh, made, what'd you say last night? Five out of eight on the free throw line? Five out of seven. Oh, five out of seven. Well, that was excellent. That was really good. And you know what? Yep. I thought Keegan, he had a steal and he, you know, he did have a couple turnovers on those passes. Uh, he tried to get the ball, but. I mean, for a rookie, he he looked decent, you know. I mean, he's going to have those good games and bad games like you and Jerry told me the other day when I thought I asked if he was going to go for 20, 25. But uh, and then I did notice, though, when he did get a foul call on him, he just walked to the he walked to the foul line. He walked to the position, rebound position, didn't hang his head, didn't bitch or complain. He just took his lump and he just played on. I mean, what? Yeah, I love it. It's refreshing. good to see, isn't it? Refreshing. Sure as hell is refreshing. Yes, refreshing it is. Refreshing to see after all the years of DeMarcus and all these other guys whining, crying, and what did I do? Throwing up their arms. This kid just walked to the line and, you know. You know, you're, ab you're, you're absolutely correct. I'll tell you who's the worst in the league now, in my opinion, is uh, Luka Doncic. Oh. Luka is just, it's, it, it's just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, sh shut the hell up and just play the game, would you please? It's he's ridiculous. Always, he's always throwing up his hands like Gee, it's a joke. I mean, you know, it's ridiculous. You're right. Yeah. All right, Grant. Thank you for taking my call. Appreciate you coming on after the games. I know you and Jerry had a not Jerry Reynolds, but Jerry, the phone call last night. How you explain that you're rooting for us fans, and I yeah, I, I am. I understand your position. I mean, you know. I, I really understand, and it takes a lot of forgiveness, a lot of forgiveness and turn the other page, and even deal the way you're dealing with, uh, I mean, it has to it has to hurt to, re, re, to go back and re, do the re memories and reminisce, and you sang 32 years in your career and half your life, so I could, you know, I was in the car business for 25 years, and I was let go from the place I, you know, it was like I got too old, I wasn't, I wasn't, 
Mr. Internet as the Internet came in. And I felt betrayed, you know, because I knew how to run a dealership. I knew all the old ways, but then the new way came in with and I wasn't Mr. Computer Savvy. And I basically got let go, you know, and so after 25 years and it took me a long time to start talking to those people again and just realizing, hey, just because you're a manager and I related it to the sports coaches and managers get let go all the time. And, you know, I, I totally understand where you're coming from and feel for you. And I have and I think you're doing the right thing. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for the support uh, and your story. And I appreciate you very much. You enjoy the rest of your evening. Okay. Thanks Thank very you, much. Thank you, Graham. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. All right. If you want to come on the show, hit your hand icon. Uh, you can do your picks today. Or you can do the picks tomorrow, whatever works for you. All right. Let's get to uh, Preston. Preston, welcome. You're next here on Listen Up. Hello, Preston. Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. What's up? Hey, man, you got to really show for those Nets fans, don't you? <laughs> for the what? Man, they are the Nets fans. Oh, my God. I, I, I'm so happy I'm not a Nets fan. I couldn't root for that team. You know, Kyrie Irving, this whole thing is a joke. It's getting worse and worse. It's just a joke. I mean, it's just an absolute joke. It's damage control and it's spin control, and it looks so bad. It looks so freaking bad. It really does. It makes me feel like, as a Kings fan, like not as bad as like what we went through with all the dysfunction. Well, I mean, it's not as dysfunctional as what they are now. Like, it, you, they're not the same situation, but it kind of makes me think about how they hired uh, George Carl, um, and then they hired like a, a Mayadoka with the Nets. Uh, I don't know. It's like I said, it's not the same. Well, there, I didn't have a problem with the Kings hiring. I didn't have a problem with the Kings hiring George Carl. I had a problem with the fact that DeMarcus Cousins and his agent basically made it impossible for George Carl to ever succeed in Sacramento. Now, with that saying, they wouldn't have succeeded anyway, but George Carl walked into the practice facility on All-Star Weekend, and before the team even had a meeting with him, he had no chance. I mean, he had no chance because of the way DeMarcus Cousins camp handled it. It was awful. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. But yeah. but George wouldn't have succeeded there anyway. Yeah, I'm, it's like I used to love Kevin Durant as a player. Like when he was with OKC, like he was kind of like a hero type of guy, you know. But now he's kind of a, almost kind of like a villain, just because of yep. the yep, just of what he brings with the team, you know. So anyway, yeah, that's all I that's all I have for you. Okay, <clears throat> thank you. Thank Speaking you. about Kyrie Irving, I mean this is just a joke, really. Just a joke. This was today. Said this, quote, I take my responsibility for posting that. Referring to the social media post about a book and a movie that feature anti-Semitic tropes. All right. So he says, I take my responsibility for posting that. Some things that were questionable in there, untrue. Like I said, in the first time you guys asked me, when I was sitting on that stage, I don't believe everything that everybody posts. It's a documentary. So I take my responsibility. All right. Adam Silver. He releases a statement a couple of moments before Kyrie Irving spoke. Said that he was disappointed 
that Irving has neither apologized, neither apologized, nor specifically denounced, this is a quote now, okay? Disappointed was a quote, and this is a quote from Adam Silver. Specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. How about that? So you got Adam Silver saying that he's disappointing that Irving has neither apologized nor specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. Silver added that he'll be meeting with Kyrie Irving in person within the next week. Why wait till the next week? You live, he plays in the city that you work in. It's a joke. Again, Irving stood his ground today. All right. Quote, I didn't mean to cause any harm. I'm not the one that made the documentary. I mean, I, I don't really even know what else to say. He spoke for six minutes today. The news conference was cut short by a public relations staffer of the Nets. I mean, it's incredible. Quote, where were you guys asking those same questions when I was a kid learning about the traumatic events of my history and what I'm proud to come from and proud to stand here? And why would I repeat myself that I'm not going to stand down? It has nothing to do with dismissing any other race or group of people. I'm just proud of my heritage and what we've been through and the fact that this has pinned me against the Jewish community, and I'm here answering questions of whether or not I'm sorry or not about something I didn't create and was something I shared. And I'm telling everybody I'm taking responsibility, and that's where I sit. Irving also then was asked specifically about his beliefs regarding the Holocaust. Quote, those falsehoods are unfortunate. And it's not that I don't believe in the Holocaust. I never said that. Never, ever said it. It's not come out of my mouth. I never tweeted it. I never liked anything like it. So the Holocaust in itself is an event that means something to a large group of people that suffered something that could have been avoided. When asked specifically, whether he had any anti-Semitic beliefs. Quote, again, I'm going to repeat, I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin around cycle, questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Irving also did not answer a question regarding any meetings with the Anti-Defamation League because there was a joint statement that the Nets and Irving put out about that. Quote, I was informed that they wanted to have a meeting 
and we handled it. Huh. Wow. Jonathan Greenblatt, by the way, who's the CEO of the uh, Anti-Defamation League, said this Twitter today, all right? The answer to the question, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs, is always no without equivocation. We took Kyrie Irving at his word when he said he took responsibility, but today he did not make good on that promise. Kyrie clearly has a lot of work to do. How about that? How about that? And you know what? The answer to that question is no. And Jonathan Greenblatt, I think, put it as succinctly as you can on Twitter. Let me read that again. Word for word, his tweet. The answer to the question, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs, is always no. And he put no in capital letters without equivocation. We took Kyrie Irving at his word when he said he took responsibility. But today he did not make good on that promise. Kyrie clearly has a lot of work to do. You know, in the Nets and Irving, they feel like they can just, you know, make this story go away with money. No, you can't. Because they announced that they would each be donating $500,000 to anti-hate causes. It's a joke. And again, in the statement today, Adam Silver said, while we appreciate the fact that he agreed to work with the Brooklyn Nets and the Anti-Defamation League to combat anti-Semitism and other forms of discrimination, I am disappointed that he has not offered an unqualified apology and more specifically denounced the vile and harmful content contained in the film he chose to publicize. That's Adam Silver basically telling Kyrie Irving, you are a moron. You are an embarrassment to the league. You are a horrible example of a professional athlete. And your stance as far as anti-Semitic questions are appalling. That's the statement from Adam Silver. That's what he should have wrote. You know? It's a joke. It is an absolute joke. Again, I'm so happy that I don't root for the Brooklyn Nets. I, I would stop rooting for the Brooklyn Nets, quite frankly. If I were a season ticket holder, you wouldn't see me at the games. I'd eat my money if I couldn't give my tickets away or resell them. That's just the way it would be. Ridiculous. Ryan in Sacktown. Hey, Ryan. Good afternoon. Hey. Good afternoon, Grant. What's going on, man? Hey, bud. Everything good? Cool. Well, um, I, I like how Adam took his time. You know, um, he seems to be fairly methodical. I was not surprised by the reaction that Kyrie gave because, you know, initially he said he wouldn't be meeting with the media going forward. So I'm sure Sean Marks probably put a little pressure on him to meet. And it was just kind of the same old thing. And, you know, I, I really don't think it deserves our attention at this point. Um, it's just feeding into the fire, and I think the NBA may have to come down with some type of punishment on this. But I don't know uh, what they're waiting for. Do you? 
uh, for everything to come out. I mean, look at how long they waited um, on numerous different, you know, cases before suspending somebody. I mean, they can be quick, they can be slow. Uh, the I guess what, what's there? To, I, I guess I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but what's there to come out? I mean, he may, you know, th there's not there's not like an investigation that needs to be taking place. He made a statements. He again made a statements. And again, part of the statement that Adam Silver said today, quote, Kyrie Irving made a reckless decision to post a link to a film containing deeply offensive anti-Semitic material. Like, you understand what I mean by this? There's you don't need an investigation. You know, I don't I think personally and maybe I'm wrong, Ryan. I think if the league were going to suspend Kyrie Irving, they would have already done it. And I think it's almost too late to suspend him now, but that's just my opinion. Go ahead. Yeah, and no, I, Grant, I was just going to say, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they're not treading lightly because you're talking about a Jewish commissioner suspending an African-American player. And you in over what Kyrie endorsed. Yeah. So you know what that backlash possibly could be. And so I, I just think it's a, you know, very, very slow game of chess where they're being methodical and making sure that they're thinking of every scenario that could happen. But, you know, I wish we weren't even they're talking all, about it. Yep. Yeah, I, I wish we weren't. They're probably also behind the scenes. I can guarantee you they're having conversations with the head of the NBA Players Association. I, I would almost assure you that that's going on as well. So we'll see. I, you know, again, it's you're right. It's such a shame that we're talking about this. We got a World Series game that's beginning. You know, we got the games going on in the NBA. We got an NFL game tonight. And, you know, Kyrie Irving, once again, is stealing the headlines in the wrong direction. And it's just, again, he didn't even apologize today. You know, he didn't say, I'm sorry. He just said, I take my responsibility for posting that. You know, he, it just, it's just, it's unfortunate, you know, unfortunate. Yep, absolutely. Hey, um, two questions about refereeing with the NBA. She said you do get a half a day seminar with the refs when they explain their calls and they explain what the points of emphasis are going to be for the upcoming year. Has there ever been any conversation of making every call reviewable in the last, say, 90 seconds? Boy, how long would the games take if you did that? How long would the games take? If you could review every call in the final 90 seconds or final minute of a game, you know, I mean, it would go, uh, it would, it would, I think, no, you, I don't know if that's realistic, but there does have to be Ryan, some mechanism to prevent what happened in Miami last night. You, you, there has to be a mechanism where an egregious non-call at the end of the game can be reviewed. There has to be, there has to be a mechanism involved there. You know, there just does. It really does. Yeah. And, and the fourth referee, who's the backup, um, is there anything, and I know replays go to Secaucus, but is there anything other than being on standby if somebody gets hurt that that fourth referee has power over or could call the crew by and say, look, I there, saw this? There isn't a fourth referee. There's only a fourth referee at playoff games. During the regular season, there isn't a fourth referee. Oh, okay. If an official... If an official gets hurt or what have you, they go to a two referee system during the okay. regular season. Yeah. My apologies for that. Okay. No problem. So, so in a playoff situation, is it strictly injury or do they have the power to put their input in because they're sitting there watching? No, it's strictly 100% injury. Okay. Very good. All right, buddy. I'm gonna get out of the way. You know, Chef but, but I'll tell you, but I'll, but I'll tell you who puts the input in is back in Secaucus. You know, the replay officials, if something goes to replay, 
you know, when you see them on the headset, they're talking to other officials in the NBA replay center. But the fourth official who's on site during a playoff game, no, there is no input from that. That's an interesting question, though. Um, uh, actually, last question. This came to mind, too. Um, when it comes to the referees and if there is an absolutely egregious mistake, does basketball, will they restart a game the next day? No. Okay. No. I mean, I, I believe, and I may be wrong with this, is they might, if it were a clock malfunction, and, and even that I'm not sure about. That's I'd have to look that up in the rule book. But no, I don't believe that to be the case. Okay. I don't believe that to be the case. Yep. All right. Very good. Who you got tonight? Houston or Philly? I'm going to go with Philly tonight. I'm rooting for Houston, but I think Philadelphia is going to win. All right. Very good. Well, have a good night. I'm going to finish my chef Boyardine. And, uh, <laughs> I will, like I, that. I, I was waiting for you to get on me because I was stern pasta nope. and I, I had a silent little and I'm like, oh, gosh, he's going to it. I love it. All right, man. Take All right, care. Man. See Bye. ya. All right. Good stuff right there. If you want to get in on the program before we wrap it up today, hit your hand icon. We will uh, do it. If you uh, have your football picks, you can do it today. You can do it tomorrow. No problem at all. You know, again, the bottom line with the NBA is you can't you can't have the officials miss a blatant traveling call like we had from Tyler Hero. Can't do it. It's just a, it's, can't have it, you know? So it's really, you know, missed calls are missed calls. A missed call in the first quarter costs the team a game. But a missed call that determines who wins the game, which is what happened last night, that call determined who won the game, that missed call. Okay. Now, had they made the call, that doesn't mean that the Kings would have won the game. But by missing the call, it ensured that Miami was going to win the game, barring a miracle throw up at the buzzer. All right. So that type of a missed call enabled and guaranteed the Miami Heat winning the game. It also guaranteed that the Kings were not going to win the game. That's a bad missed call. That's a bad missed call. Plain and simple. And now the Kings go to Orlando. Tonight, the Magic and the Warriors are playing. High scoring first quarter, it's 30 to 30. What the hell's going on with the Warriors? Seriously. The Warriors are three and five. And have not won a road game. They're 0-4 on the road. That game is 30-30 at the end of one quarter. How about that? How about the Warriors? How do you go figure that team playing that poorly? So 0-4 on the road for the Golden State Warriors. And when you look at their schedule that's coming up, all right. And again, they have Sacramento at the beginning of next week. They go to New Orleans tomorrow, talking about the Warriors. And then they fly home after the game. And they don't play again until Sacramento on Monday. I'll tell you this. 
You know, I don't know what's going to happen tonight. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But if the Warriors happen to lose these two games, or even if they lose one of these two games, Sacramento better have them laced up tight on Monday in San Francisco because they could be running into a buzzsaw. They really could. They could that that could be a real difficult game. That could be a brutal game. I would not want to be playing the Warriors after a long road trip when they get home looking that bad. And then the Kings come home and play Cleveland on Wednesday the 9th. And Cleveland only has one loss. Then they have the Lakers on the road. Then they have Golden State at home. The Brooklyn head cases come in on the 15th. Then the Spurs and the Pistons. And then how about this road trip? Before Thanksgiving. At Memphis. At Atlanta. At Boston. How about that three-game trip? One game at a time. One game at a time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Let me check back in with Connor. Go ahead, Connor. I know I'm breaking the magic rule, but I just saw that the Nets suspended Kyrie Irving. Oh, okay. I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that to my attention. I did not see that. The Nets did or the NBA did? The Nets. Adrian Wojnarowski just reported it. Oh, I really appreciate you with breaking news. So, Connor, my uh, sports assignment reporter with breaking news that Kyrie Irving has been suspended by the Brooklyn Nets. Well, there you have it. You know, and it's interesting that it's the Nets and not the NBA based on what you're telling me. All right. Based on what you're telling me. And Woj says the Brooklyn Nets are the ones that are suspending him. So, obviously, 
his press conference did not go over very well today. That's for sure. Yeah, I appreciate I it. Yeah, say. that's a big well, event. I, and you know what? That is a big event. Thank you very much, Connor, for breaking news. I appreciate that very much. It's a good job right there by Connor. Very good job by Connor. Well, there you have it. The Nets are now suspending Irving. You know what it is? I'm telling you what this boils down to. Okay. I've been very clear on this. Shouldn't matter whether you're of Jewish faith, Muslim, Catholic, shouldn't matter. Okay. Hate is hate. What's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. This is what this boiled down to. They gave Kyrie Irving a leash to get out of this with this press conference today. And he didn't handle it the way the Nets wanted him to handle it. And, oh yeah, by the way, New York has a extremely uh, high, they, ha they have many, 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 many Jewish people in the New York metropolitan area. And I would imagine that many of them are season ticket holders. And I would guarantee you that there are a lot of fans that are telling the Nets that they're done. And as Connor just said, Woj did tweet three minutes ago, the Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving. Be interesting to see what's next for this. But th this is the Nets basically telling Kyrie Irving, you had an opportunity today to apologize, and you did not, and we are suspending you, I would assume, for conduct detrimental to the team. How about that? All right, let's get to Rich. Rich, thank you for calling the show. You're on with Grant. Hi, Rich. Hey, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. All right. Thank you. Hey, I just I want to thank you sincerely. I really appreciate you bringing bringing to light, you know, the the end, you know, what what happened in the game last night. I mean, I was so so pissed off about that. I couldn't even hardly sleep, you know, after watching that. And uh, it was just really, really frustrating, you know, because it's so hard, like, like Brown had, you know, Coach Brown had said, you know, how hard the, the team worked, you know, and I really yep. think it was a great statement for him to stand behind his players, you know, I mean, sure, he, he's getting fined, you know, from, for, for, you know, for putting the rest down, but, you know, I, I give him a lot of kudos, man, for what he did. And the statement I saw this morning, you know, uh, you know, so yeah, it was a good yeah. job. It was a good job. I would also, you know, not not to, uh, maybe I'm wrong. I think every coach in the league would have come out and said that. Yeah, to be honest yeah. with you, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, and, and you know, again, maybe the Kings still lose. I don't know, but it prevented yeah. them from a chance. To, it prevented them from having a chance to win. You can't have that. I mean, the, the officials yeah. blew blew it. It's a bad look for the NBA. They made an egregious mistake. And it's it's bad. It's just bad. There's no yeah, other well, way to say it. All all I can hope is that there'll be some silver lining. It'll it'll motivate the Kings to push on and 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 keep you know keep progressing. You know, in, in their maturity and and their and their talent and you know again. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're I don't know if they're progressing. I mean, I don't know if they are or not. They're two and five. Yeah. I don't know, but well, we'll see. You're right. You're right. You're, we'll, you know, we'll find different out. Different things yep. fire. Different things fire up different people. You know, and I think yeah. that this. Yep. This thing should give them some motivation to 
to really put the pedal to the metal, you know, and has there been any word out about, uh, you know, as far as Darren Fox, you know, whether he might be in the next play in the next game or not, or no, no, I know? have not heard anything as his availability for the game in Orlando. Okay. Okay. My last thing before I go off the air is I, I you know, or, you know, go off this phone call is it, I do, I do have a lot of friends from New York, you know, Jewish folks, you know, and stuff. And I, I just, you know, there's no place in, 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 you know, again, we've, we, you know, and and you've always talked about it, you know, uh, in sports and and political stuff, they should keep those things separate. Why are, why are athletes, you know, trying to make their stance and their political belief, their religious belief that should not be even talked about. Yep. All right. Let me read a statement that the Nets just put out. Okay. Okay. Over the last several days, we have made repeated attempts to work with Kyrie Irving to help him understand the harm and danger of his words and actions, which began with him publicizing a film containing deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. We believe that taking the path of education in this challenging situation would be the right one and thought that we had made progress with our joint commitment to eradicating hate and intolerance. We were dismayed today. When given an opportunity in a media session that Kyrie refused to unequivocally say he has no anti-Semitic beliefs, nor acknowledge specific hateful material in the film. This was not the first time he had the opportunity, but failed to clarify. Such failure to disavow anti-Semitism when given a clear opportunity to do so is deeply disturbing, is against the values of our organization, and constitutes conduct detrimental to the team. Accordingly, we are of the view that he is currently unfit to be associated with the Brooklyn Nets. We have decided that Kyrie will serve a suspension without pay until he satisfies a series of objective remedial measures that address the harmful impact of his conduct, and the suspension period served is no less than five games. There you have it. Wow. That's good for them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's go to the World Series, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thank you, Rich. Good, good, good hearing from you. All right. Take buddy. care. You take care. Have a good evening. Bye. How about that statement from the Nets, huh? How about that statement? Man, that is some statement right there. Again, without even knowing that, I told you, I said, you know, that when when Connor told me, I without even seeing the statement, I said, well, that tells me that he obviously we're not very happy with the way he handled the press conference today. So he's going to be out at least, at least five games. At least five games. All right? I would think he's going to be out more. And just never stops. With Kyrie Irving. What a mess the Nets are. What a mess. What an absolute mess. By the way, the Nets' next five games Washington, Charlotte, Dallas, New York, and the Clippers. Sacramento was seventh on that list if you're keeping score at home. Wow. Let's get to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Good, Jerry. Hey, Grant. You know what? Props to the Brooklyn Nets, Grant. And do you think that the NBA 
do you think that had something to do with them uh, getting down on the nets for not doing anything before today? 100%. I guarantee that was a joint suspension. I guarantee that Adam Silver put incredible pressure on the nets to suspend him and that this needed to be a team thing more than a league thing. I disagree. I think the league should have suspended Kyrie Irving. I think the league still looks uh, bad for not suspending Kyrie Irving. You know, TNT on Tuesday night ripped Charles Barkley specifically, Adam Silver in the league. Um, the league, to me, still looks very bad with this. The, the league looks very bad. The league should have suspended Kyrie Irving. And so you think this came down from Adam Silver himself? Yeah, I do. Yep, I do. I, all right, let's put it this way. I think he had a lot of influence in it, that's for sure. And Grant, uh, one more thing, sir. Uh, you know what? The game last night, Grant, which uh, we talked about last night, you know, a, a co-worker of mine today told me that what do the Kings have to do to get respect? And I told him point blank, I said, you know what? Go out there and win. You want respect? Go out there and win. That's what it comes down to. What do you think about yeah. that? Well, I, I, you shouldn't. it shouldn't be like that. You know, game, teams in, in games – should be officiated based on what the rules are and how the, you know, the rule book's written, not whether or not a team is good or not, but perhaps, you know, that's what people always say. All I know is that's just a horrible respect or not, whether you had been undefeated going into last night or you had not won a game, you know, missing a call like that should have no bearing on a team's record or stature. It shouldn't, you know, that's just an egregious miss call period. But, Grant, you don't think, Grant, for all the years that the Kings have been losing, you don't think that has anything to do with it, Grant, that, you know, this team no, is no. not used to Wednesday. But let's just, okay, all right. No, not, 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 not what happened last night. No, I don't think it had any bearing in it. I don't. And uh, do you think the NBA will come out and say that they made a mistake? or, or do you think They already did. They, they, they already oh. did. They already came out and acknowledged that, they, that there was an incorrect uh, call, that, that they made the mistake that they missed a call. The NBA has already come out and made that very clear. And, you know, Grant, I don't understand why they would even say that. You know, it's not going to change anything. I mean, what's the, what's the point to even say that? Well, it's just to uh, let everyone know that they are not ignoring what happened. Uh, and the NBA is trying to maintain the integrity of their league. And, again, they, the, in, their, in the report, it said that Hero ended his dribble with a pump fake at the top of the arc and that his left foot was his pivot foot, which he then lifts and replaces to the floor before taking the jump shot. Thus, it was a travel. And, you know, Grant, uh, uh, I kind of like what I'm saying with the Kings, Grant. I know last year and the years before, you know, just like when they were down – 15 against Charlotte at halftime, right? They came back and they fought. I see a little bit of fight in this team. I mean, am I wrong by saying that? Yeah, you know, there should be fight. You're in the second week of the season. If you don't have fight with you in the second week of the season, then you have a disaster on your hands. So it doesn't really mean anything to me. I mean, now if we're talking about March or April, then it would mean something to me. But in the first uh, two weeks of the season, we're talking about effort and fight and everything. I'm sorry. I don't like to talk about that. That should be a given. That should be something that you don't even have to question. So, you know, the reality is the Kings were down and they found a way to win a game on the road in Charlotte. That was a good win. Now, Charlotte was without, you know, their very best player and another really good player in Rozier. But, you know, and they also have another player that's very good who is uh, not playing 
after, again, he pleaded no contest, I believe, today uh, to his domestic violence case. And so he's not playing. You know, this is not a Charlotte team that is, has their best players on the floor. But so what? You still won the game. That's what matters. But, you know, that Charlotte win didn't impress me. I, I didn't walk away from the Charlotte game going, oh, boy, the Kings have arrived. They beat a team they should have beat. They, that, that's the way I look at it. They should have won that game. They should have won the game. You know, the best players for Charlotte aren't on the floor. They should have won the game, and they did. And to me, I'm not impressed by that. You know, I'll be impressed when the Kings beat Memphis, okay? I'll be impressed when the Kings beat Phoenix. I'll be impressed when the Kings beat a Milwaukee. I'll be impressed if the Kings go in and beat a struggling Warriors team at home Monday night in San Francisco. Beating Charlotte without their best players to me is not impressive. I'm sorry. I don't I don't really look at that and go, oh, wow, you know, the Kings came from 15 down to win. They shouldn't have been 15 down in the first place. Charlotte's not a good team. That's how I look at that. And, you know, Grant, I tell my guy at work, right, because he's always saying, well, you know, the Kings don't have this guy. Kings don't have that guy. And I tell him, I'm like, look, you know what? Enough. You know what? Stop it, all right? Because you know what? Hey, every player on a Kings bench, right? You got to be good to be in the NBA. One player is yes. out, the next man step up, all right? Step yes. up. You know, I don't hear about this. Oh, well, you know, he's not played this. This guy doesn't play that. You know what? It doesn't matter, all right? Next guy, you know what? Step up. That's why you are yes. there. That's why you're on an NBA franchise. Amen. One hundred percent. You're spot on. Good hearing from you, Jerry. All right, Grant. You too, Grant. Have a good evening, sir. Yep. Take care. Bye-bye. You know, I don't know how you all look at games, but that's how I look at games. You know, I'm not impressed, you know, because the Kings beat Charlotte. You know, I, I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I, as I said, I'll be impressed. Go win game against Phoenix. Go beat Portland. Go beat Memphis. Go beat Minnesota. Go beat the Pelicans. Right? Go win a game in San Francisco against the Warriors. Then I'll be impressed. You know, I'm not impressed with beating teams that you should beat. I'm just not. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not. You know, go on the road and beat Memphis. That will really impress me. Go on the road and beat Atlanta. That will impress me. Go on the road and beat Boston. That will impress me. You know, going on the road and beating Charlotte is doesn't impress me with their best players not on the floor. You know, two and five doesn't impress me. Go win some freaking games. Now, last night they got screwed. It was awful. Horrible job by the officials on the floor. Horrible. Awful. But two and five is, you know, there's not an asterisk next to two and five. Oh, and one of the games they got screwed by the officials. You know, I'm looking at the standings right now. I don't see that. Here's what I see. All right. I see 15 teams in the Western Conference. And I see the Sacramento Kings second from the bottom. That's what I see. I don't see an asterisk next to them. Two and five. Oh, but they lost one game because of a horrible call. That's not what it says. Go out and win, as Jerry said, you know, next man up. If De'Aaron Fox can't play, next man up. And we saw the next man up when he got hurt after nine minutes in Charlotte. Davion Mitchell, next man up, had an excellent game. They didn't have an excellent game last night. Maybe he'll get another chance against Orlando. Okay, again, you and I both know this. I'm not going to be impressed if the Kings beat Orlando. They better beat Orlando. Orlando, by the way, is now down 54 to 44. A couple of minutes left in the first half. 
Yep. Not going to be impressed with that win. Go out and win. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. You all have a fabulous evening. Enjoy the World Series, Thursday Night Football. Let's get to uh, Peter. Hello, Peter. You'll wrap it up with me today. Hey, Peter. How you doing, Grant? I'm good, Peter. Well, I had a pretty good day. I got to wake up this morning and tell my dad that I spoke to Grant Napier last night. <laughs> well, you know what? I would hope that your life's better than that, but thank you. What can I do for you? Well, I think you're underselling yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I was, I was kind of curious. Um, I know it's it's basketball related, but it's something I, I wondered. Um, years ago, I, I saw a YouTube clip um, of your radio show when Chris Weber called in and they messed up the the Kings re- relocating and all that. And it was kind of disappointing the way Chris treated you and talked to you. And I was, I was just kind of curious. I never knew that there was any, uh, anything between the two of you, but I was just curious, like, when did that happen? Was that from the onset of, him? uh, you know what? No, I had a, I had a, uh, I guess, a off and on relationship with Chris. I mean, he had a weekly radio show with me for years uh, when he was in Sacramento and, you know, he knows I'm an opinionated talk show host and he didn't like it when I got critical of him when he didn't play well in the playoffs for, you know, a lot of playoff series. He didn't, he didn't care for that. And I said, well, you know, I'm just doing my job. My job is to be opinionated. And, you know, there were times Chris was an extremely sensitive athlete. He was one of the athletes that just did not like criticism, could not handle criticism. And, you know, what What really, I knew how that phone call was going to go in the first 10 seconds. If you go back yep. after this call and go and, and, and listen to the first 10 seconds, you could tell Chris was inebriated or high yes. on the phone call. Okay. It's very apparent to me. And I, I had my producer let Chris know why he was coming on. So there was no, I wasn't giving Chris a question that he wasn't prepared for. I said, please ask Chris to come on and let him know why I want him to come on. Because TNT had made such a horrible mistake on the meeting, the city council meeting. And Cheryl Miller had the story completely wrong because she asked Kevin Johnson, what are you going to do now that the city council voted against the arena? He goes, no, 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 no. And then they went to the set. And Reggie goes, once a politician, always a politician. And Chris was horrible with his comments. And so I, I made it very clear why he was coming on. And in the first 10 seconds, I said to myself, as I'm interviewing him, like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah. Because uh, as soon as I heard Chris speak, I've been around Chris hundreds and hundreds of times. 
I could tell he wasn't of, you know, sane mind. I know he was either drinking or smoking. It was very apparent to me. And, you know, Chris tried to turn around and make it like my fault that I'm always doing this. No, I'm, it, I had nothing to do with TNT getting the story wrong. That had nothing to do with me. I was asking Chris, how did TNT, how did you guys get it so wrong? That was a fair question. He didn't want to answer it. He was, he, he was Kyrie Irving on that phone call. You know, he, instead of taking responsibility, he turned around and put it on me. Well, that's how Chris is. Chris would always take criticism and turn it around and put it on the individual asking the question. That was his MO. That's how he did it. Well, and I could, I could kind of tell because right away his defense mechanism was to say, well, this is why it's always been this way with me and you. And it's like, he just asked you a question. Like, that's, he's right. not, he's not attacking your, your character or your person. He's just saying, no. how did you get this wrong? And not, yeah, only, you- not, not only that, if he says that's the way it's always been with me and you, then he knows how I am. He knows what questions I'm going to ask. Then why, why agree to come on my show? He went on my show to show me up. He knew exactly why he was coming on my radio show. And he knew before he came on that this is the way it was going to be. And he was going to try to make me look bad. That's why he came on my radio show. It's embarrassing. It's disappointing because he was, you know, as a kid, he was like one of my favorite players on that team, along with Doug Christie. And now I just don't have a good opinion of either of them. And, you know, it's unfortunate when you peel back the curtain and see what someone's like, you know, off the court. Um, conversely, was there a, a player from that era who uh, you were critical of, who was respectful of your opinion and kind of understood what you were saying? Yeah, almost every player was respectful of my opinion. And, you know, first of all, an athlete knows when they deserve criticism. They understand it comes with the job. They understand that, you know, they're a professional athlete and talk show hosts are going to make comments. And a player knows when they've been struggling real bad. I'll tell you a guy that handled it really, really well. I'll share this story. I'm at the uh, hotel lobby in Washington, D.C. And Mike Bibby walks by and he goes, hey, Grant, can I talk to you? I'm like, yeah, sure. He goes, why are you always being so negative on the air about me? And I'm like, what are you talking about? He says, well, you know, the last couple of games, you all have been putting up graphics talking about how bad I've been. And he goes, I think you're, I think you're overdoing it. And I said, you know what, Mike? I said, I'll tell you this, Mike. I don't recall us putting up graphics to make you look bad, but I'll tell you what I'm going to do. When I get home, this was the last game of the road trip. When I get home, I'm going to look at all the games that you're talking about, and I'll let you know. And the next time I saw Mike was before the next home game. I said, hey, Mike, I go, guess what? I think you're right. I think we were being overly critical of you, and I've talked to the producer and director about that. And he said, hey, I really appreciate that. I said, no, I appreciate you bringing it to my attention because we always want to try to be fair and objective. But I said, after watching the games, I see what you're referencing. I see what your, you know, complaint is. And I agree with you. I think we were overly critical of you. And he said, hey, man, I really appreciate that. So, you know, there, there's ways of doing it. You know what I'm saying? There, there's, oh, yeah. there's, there's ways of going about it. And in this case, I thought Mike was right. And by the way, if I thought Mike had been wrong, I would have said, hey, Mike, I got to tell you, I went back and watched the games that you were referring to, and I don't agree with you. 
I said, I appreciate you bringing it to my attention, but I didn't say that. I said, hey, Mike, you know what? I agree with you. And I, I told the producer and director that I think that we went overboard. And we did. We went overboard. So, you know, they're, listen, I'm not perfect. I don't mind apologizing. I don't mind saying, hey, you know what, Mike, I'm wrong here. Uh, but, but, you know, there needs to be give and take. So to answer your question, Peter, most of the players understood my job and understood that when I was critical, I'll tell you this, I'll give you another story. Mm -hmm. I ripped, I ripped, we were in Boston on New Year's Eve playing a day game. And the night before, this was before George Carl had been named coach, Tyrone Corbin was the interim coach. And it was the worst that I had ever remembered the Sacramento Kings being. The locker room was out of control. None of the players knew what was going on. The players shared with me they didn't know what was going on. The players shared with me how bad it was. And I went on the radio on December 30th from Boston. And I, I walked, I'm in the taxi, going to the radio show, telling myself, boy, I don't know how the hell I'm going to, I don't know what I'm going to say when I get on the air. And I walked into the station in Boston and I sat down in my studio and the music introduction came on for my show. This is when I was doing the show by myself. And I just started talking and I ripped the Kings and Pete D'Alessandro for not having any direction in the locker room. I talked about how the players were confused and that, that the fans deserve better. I, every time I made comments, it was always about the fans. And for 15 minutes, I talked about how the Sacramento Kings fans deserve better that the fans that are paying their money and supporting this team and watching them on TV and listening to them on radio deserve better and that the fans were getting screwed and that this could not happen. So the next day, I'm standing on the floor. Uh, uh, first of all, I got a phone call from the president of the Kings saying, hey, Grant, just let you know, Pete D'Alessandro is really pissed at you. I'm like, well, he can come talk to me then. And he goes, well, he's going to come talk to you. And I said, okay, fine. You know, we talked. And I said, hey, uh, to the president of the Kings, I said, did I say anything on the air that was not true? And he paused and he says, no. I said, okay. I said, I just want to make sure I didn't say anything on the air that was not factual and was not true. And he said, no, you didn't. I said, okay. And we talked and we hung up the phone. And I was standing on the court about an hour and a half before the game. I was on the first bus. Pete was on the second bus. Pete D'Alessandro comes charging at me and cursing at me as I'm standing on the floor. And I go, Pete. And he's cursing at me. I go, Pete, stop it. Look at the scene you're creating. Look at all the people that are watching us right now. You want to go talk? Let's go up in the stands and talk. And we went up in the stands. And I said to Pete, I go, Pete, did you hear what I said? He goes, no. I go, well, how did you know what I said? He goes, I read a transcript of what you said. I go, Pete, I go, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go and listen to what I said. Don't read what I said. And we talked for like 15 minutes. And, you know, we dealt with it at that point like men. But then the game starts. Well, excuse me. The broadcast starts. I'm standing on the floor as the players are behind me in the layup lines, okay? I'm not on TV yet. We're getting ready to go on. I had three of the players come up to me in the layup line and say, Grant, thanks for what you said, man. We really appreciate that. 
I had two assistant coaches come up to me and go, hey, man, that was really ballsy of you. What you said, it needed to be said. And thank you very much. And I'm like, no problem. So, you know, again, not to pat myself on the back, most of the players were listening to my show or always knew what I was saying on the air. I, I used to hear about that from players that I was very close to in the locker room. They would say to me, uh, God, you're not going to believe this, but all the guys were talking about your radio show today before the game. And I'm like, really? And they go, yeah, they were all talking about what you were saying on the radio. And this happened all the time. So, like, you know, to think that the players and coaches weren't aware of what I was saying on the radio, they were always aware of what I was saying on the radio. It didn't affect how I did my show. I always tried to speak from the heart. I always spoke, tried to be, like, honest. I never tried to make it personal. And I think the vast majority, not all, the vast majority of the players and coaches respected me for that. I didn't have a problem with him. Yeah, no, and I think that's I think that's awesome because I think it's probably what some of the players maybe needed to hear sometimes. Yes. To kind so, of it's all good. Yeah. It's really funny. It's I know, I'll leave you with this. I know you probably think I live in California, but I, I did grow up in Sacramento for uh, 18 years. Um, and then I've spent the last 19 years in Massachusetts. And as a kid, I never understood your edge because everyone in California is pretty mellow and laid back. And then, right. I, came, yes. then I came out to New England. It's the difference between uh, night and day or summer and winter. Okay. Yes. I, uh, yes. Unless you experience it and live in that part of the country. But if you grow up in Sacramento or you grow up on the West coast, yeah, you're right. Now you understand it. It's sometimes you have to relocate to understand that. I appreciate you saying that I'm getting a chuckle because I know exactly where you're coming from. Oh, it was, it was the first time in my life that someone told me to go F myself. And I was just, <laughs> you can say people like <laughs> Yeah. Hey, hey you Peter. I mean, I, you, I, man. I appreciate the story. <laughs> Maybe an idea is um, not that you need my ideas, but I think it'd be kind of cool if you did a segment, you know, maybe once a week and just told the story for like, you know, a story like that. I, I love hearing stuff like that. Cause that's the stuff. None of us fans okay. can see just a, a thought, but I uh, think you good for, idea, uh, Peter. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Spend a couple of weeks in New York or Boston and, uh, You'll understand. All right, this is going to be the last call of the show. We'll get to John because I want to watch this. Uh, I want to watch the games. John, go ahead. You'll wrap it up for me. Hey, I just want to say, Peter, that was a great call. I heard him last night also, man. A lot of good input. And me, you know, going back east for my family reunions recently to Ohio and then Jersey not too long ago. Hey, Peter's exactly right. It is a different animal out there, and everybody means well. It's just everybody's so nice and laid back, like he said, laid back in California. So yeah. I, ju I just yeah. want to come in real quick and let you know that. And that, man, that was great of Connor to bring up the news that Kyrie got suspended. And at first I was all surprised but happy for it. And then after hearing what you read about the Nets press conference, yeah. it made much, much more sense. And it seems like because it seemed to me like the Nets and Kyrie were both kind of trying to save each other, but it, now it looks like the Nets were trying to save Kyrie 
or trying to save his ass from his own. That's right. That's what they were doing. They gave they gave him a life raft and he didn't, he, they gave him a life raft and he didn't take it. That's exactly what happened. You're exactly right, Grant. You're exactly right. I just wanted to call in real quick. I'll get you back tomorrow with my picks because I'm busy. But I really wanted to say Peter was a freaking great call. Love to hear it. And hey, if he listens more, he's going to hear a lot of your stories and they're all great. So thanks for taking my call, Grant. Talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, John. Be good, buddy. Certainly. All right. Great show today. I appreciate all the calls. Uh, enjoy whatever game you're watching tonight. I'll be back tomorrow. Don't forget, at 3 Pacific, Sean Salisbury will be on my YouTube channel. If you don't like that with Grant Napier, we'll talk World Series. We'll talk football. That's tomorrow at 3 Pacific and right back here at 4 Pacific. Make it a good one. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.